the Gaming Guru Podcast. He's in the best gaming podcast in the world. Boo baby. It's another week and another podcast the gaming guru podcast we are back i am gareth this is tim sitting, what's up what's up sitting in the airwave space next to me and uh comic-con mm. the, the the big one there are lots of comic-cons but the one i think we, we, everyone refers to as comic-con mm. is obviously the san diego one which happened uh, this last week yeah and the uh, weekend up until yeah, a few days while ago. there were snippets of gaming stuff i mean it wasn't really a it's never been the main focus is gaming mm. we sometimes see like you know, a couple of game things come out. There was a cubic crap ton of um, a kind good of, nerdy geeky yeah, comic, comic, comic stuff. book, but yeah. movie stuff. Movie. I think it's it almost feels like um, comics have graduated out of you know just the medium of comic books. It's not a thing of like movies are probably the reason most of the people know about these characters, yeah, these stories. Hundred percent. I mean, um, we're chatting off air about like. Um, some of the backstories on the MCU and all that. And, you know, Tim, who is far more of a comic book geek than I am. Um, not that that's really saying much because I don't read pretty much any comics. But my knowledge on the Marvel characters is pretty much limited to what the MCU tells me. To be fair, I've watched every single one of them, except for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is on my to-do list. Um, but, yeah, that's my... Did you my... watch the new Spider-Man Far From Home? I have not, but when I say watch the latest, is I don't go cool. to the movies because right, it's right, right. fucking expensive. Yeah, movies are weird now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I enjoy it. Um, I did watch it. I watched oh, yeah. it on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, hell of a lot of fun. Okay, man. cool. Uh, it's strange. Like a lot of people, there's a lot of people talking about the post-credit scenes. Yeah. In a way, the post-credit scenes are like more memorable. Like... After you watch the post-credit scenes, like everything else that you just saw for the last hour and a half yeah. kind of like disappears and you're like, wow, you know? I think it's because so, the movies always tend to wrap up. I yeah. mean, even ones that are like like uh, part of a chain mm. of, of, of events, they, they sort of wrap up in terms of like, it's a all-encompassing movie, similar to the Star Wars movies. Every single one of them is its own little chapter and you can watch it by itself. Mm. But it's the post-credit scene that goes, you know, like it's, it's the footnotes, it's the ellipsis that goes, yeah, you know, what's punch. next? But it's interesting. It's like, I, I kind of feel sorry for people who don't stick around for those because... Yeah, these, I just watch them on YouTube. I know, right? Because these post-credit scenes, I think, really change a couple of things for the whole universe going yeah. forward. They're like really big reveals. Okay. Like shit that you didn't know was happening the whole <sighs> yeah, time. Like that kind, that kind of now. stuff, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I, I tend to bring more of... Um, uh, more of a comic book-like uh, nerdy angle to, I guess, this pod... Because I, you know, I've kind of spent a lot of time with uh, with comics in the past, and um, I, I think at this stage of the game, like being a comic book nerd, just means you have like more clout in public when yeah, you're talking maybe. about the MCU. Well, actually, actually, yeah. what? Uh, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, my problem though is in when not that you're one of these sort of people, because I, I definitely think that you're not uh, people who get into a tiz about <laughs> what is canonical and what isn't, and then. Um, I mean, we've seen it in a lot of the, we're going to talk about it a bit later, the hatred that's coming out, for example, like for the Witcher um, trailer that came out. Yeah. I watched it. I've only ever played the games, to be fair. And for me, it's like, as a Netflix show, it looks like something I will watch to like scratch the itch that Game of Thrones season mm. eight left behind. Um, but for a lot of people who are probably those who have consumed every single bit of Witcher media, they're going, oh, why is this person this color? And why is that person wearing that dress? And it's just like nitpicking because it's almost like you say, the clout, they're trying to like show everyone else. I know more about the fashion of this day and age. Therefore, I am yeah. right. It's just, uh, well, since it's we're on, well, since we're on The Witcher, we can we can uh, chat a bit more about it because yeah. that was one of the big reveals at, uh, <clears throat> yeah. at Comic-Con. Um, so we got our first sort of uh, teaser trailer, look at the live action adaptation of Netflix Witcher. Yeah. Um, sort of put together um, uh, sh- by showrunner Lauren Hirsch, who's got some really good uh, Hirsch, Hirsch, I think, who's got some really strong credentials um, behind her. She was one of the lead writers and showrunners on uh, Netflix Daredevil. Okay. Um, so we kind of um, from the panel we got a bit of backstory as to like 
how Henry Cavill got the role. Oh yeah. Um, he'd he's a huge fan of the games and the books. He's played Witcher three multi like four times. Oh yeah. He's like, which I'm thinking to myself like a guy that jacked who's like obviously spends a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time yeah. on set. Where do you find the time? Like, where do you find the time to play like pour like 170 <laughs> hours into one playthrough of? But then you're probably <laughs> the going. Oh, you only did the main storyline and no DLC. Yeah, <laughs> dude. What a noob. Um, so it turns out that uh, he just heard via the grapevine that Netflix were interested in putting together this project, yeah. and he went, uh, he went straight to them and was like, "I want to be Geralt." Yeah. Before they even had a script, before they had a showrunner, yeah. they're like, "Look, we got nothing." To I want show this you. role. Yeah, I want this role. So f- I think four months later, he, you know, they said you got to wait. They had uh, Lauren Hersich on on that job um, as showrunner. She still didn't have a script, um, but. There was ideas going around. Yeah. Um, she hadn't done any casting. He met with her. They chatted. She told him, look, there's nothing to show. He's like, I want this job. Um, and he harassed her for a good like three months after that. She went and, and uh, auditioned, I think, 207 potential Geralts. Yeah. And until she did a whole circle back to, um, to Henry Cavill, who, um, who's now got the role. Yeah. Um, another interesting tidbit, he's... Uh, huger than he was uh, as superman actually okay so uh, one thing he said in the interview was like his trainer kind of pushes him every role to just go bigger okay. which to me signals that like he's just got one of these like gym addicts yeah, like, yeah mindset yeah. like um one of these like gym addict trainers who just like you know gets off on seeing his like you know oh you're so much bigger than you were last time <laughs> oh it gets me <laughs> you know it's like you can do one more baby do yeah, one yeah. more <laughs> one more rep. you haven't done all the push-ups yet yeah so i mean from as a lover of the um of the games this uh, and the books this is a strict adaptation of the book so the way that they're they're, they're really trying to drive that home into all in all the interviews and what they um what i can see from the trailer you, you you're getting snippets of like the um, the Dryad storyline mm. with Lady Ithne, you have... Um, it was one of those sort of trailers that showed a lot and very little at the same time. Yeah. Because it's like, there's so many different things you're seeing, but so little that they're up for interpretation. Like, yeah. no matter how, how much you know or don't know about the, you've got, the backstory. You've got Geralt injured in what looks like the Temple of Melitola um, after he fought the Striga, who I guess is King Faltus's daughter, if you... It's one of the first, okay. short, it's like the first short story in Last Wish, oh, yeah. I believe. Um, you're getting a backstory for Yennefer. You see um, a clip of her as a hunchback. Mm. Um, some people were worried about the Yennefer casting. Um, but I think what Lauren Hersich said was that she wanted someone who could portray um, Yennefer as she is now, but mm. also her backstory yeah, of yeah. being a hunchback, of being deformed and tortured. Yeah, you know, someone who's crazy beautiful and like there's yeah. no way. So that's, it's that's not that typical rom com thing of like, you take yeah. a beautiful girl, put glasses on her, and mm. she's like, oh, she's hideous now. Like, it's part of a transformation. You yeah. Know? So, um, and that's also a big, uh, that plays a big role into uh, her relationship with Geralt because mm. in the short stories, he like sees it in her eyes and like gets that vibe from her that she. Wasn't, didn't always used to be this beautiful. Mm. Um, Hersage also said that this, you know, above and beyond being a, um, a fantasy, this is really a story about um, a unique family, mm. you know, between um, Siri, Geralt, and Yennefer. And I like that they're putting emphasis on that, and it really gives me hope that this is going to be, like, firstly, it looks cool, mm. and I think the story is going to, going to be cool. I just want to see more, like, Geralt talking, like, yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. things. So he's not just this, like, <laughs> yeah. robo-soldier guy. Yeah, just this like buff swole yeah. balloon it's all it needs to be <laughs> uh so i was just thinking of something now when you've got this much backstory and fan fiction i mean you go on any kind of reddit there's like all sorts of theories and fan fiction and, and stuff going on does it make it more difficult because you've got all these sort of expectations and mm. you know like hoops to jump through or does it make it easier because you know we, we chatted about off air you know, some other series, like I believe Jurassic Park, Matrix and that, who have like in the past, not, you want to say lifted from fan theories, but certainly like the people have claimed that like, hey, this is fan fiction. I can show you the date came out several years before the movie. That yeah. is almost verbatim what the movie was. And so there's like, there is all this content out there. Yeah, there is. And I mean, they did, uh, she did mention that <clears throat> it was kind of difficult for them in the beginning because it was one of their first hurdles in the writer's room. You know, you have this um, kind of six book uh, collection mm-hmm. from Andrei Sukowski and the first book, I guess, Last Wish, 
would be the um, collection of short stories, mm. which is really like the world building, and then you have the saga. So you can't leave that out, you know, but you can't also do a series that's just like a bunch of short stories. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to find a middle ground with both. You have the overarching uh, saga story with but Siri. But it's episodic the, the, in a way. Yeah, yeah. As the, you know, time child, the child yeah. of destiny. And then you have these uh, short stories which kind of establish the lore, the world, what witches are, who they mm. are, who Geralt is, and how he interacts with them. So um, I've Do you got know if we're going to see other witches? Because that's always something that like I felt wasn't explored enough in the game. We're like, other witches, yeah. What if I witches know. clashed? You know, like, mm. I don't know that that was explored much. I, I, I hope that they, um, they bring something in. I don't think there's any castings for another witcher. Okay. Um, I don't even know if there's a Vesemir. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I don't want to say anything in case I'm wrong because someone's yeah. going to correct me. Um, but what I do know is that Netflix has already ordered a season two. So, um, yeah, so we've got eight episodes, one hour it's each. Starting to sound like that uh, and, South Park uh, meme where the Netflix call scene <laughs> is like, hello, Netflix, you greenlit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they got uh, greenlit for season yeah. two, which I think they're just doing because they know hey, it's going to probably be uh, successful to yeah. a specific uh, extent. Or we put this much money into it, but like. Yeah, and but also it's like you need to kind of lock down Henry Cavill's time because yeah. he's a busy guy and um, yeah, he's, got, like him. he's got a fifth Witcher playthrough to get through. Exactly. So or, yeah, or time in the gym. Moving on from that, we got a lot. Of, I guess the peop, the 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 main dominance at Comic Con was all the Marvel. Yeah, um, I mean, all they the Marvel just absolutely steamrolled anyone else. Yeah, so we just got like a I got a whole page of notes here just on Marvel. Uh, so we got kind of like all the announcements for Phase Four. Uh, we got Natalie Portman starring as um, Lady Thor in Thor: Love and Thunder. Which, I'm not sure. I'm preferring Femme Thor or Lady Thor. Like they both have weird. I know, right? I know, right? It's it's which um, had mixed reactions, um, mm. but I think it's going to be great because you know, as a as a fan of the comics, I know that uh, I think it was what three years ago, even um, as late as that, uh, um, the Thor mantle moved on to um, to a woman. I forget yeah. her name. I didn't actually read those those like uh, Actual, Lady, yeah. Lady Thor comics. Yeah. But um, I like that Taika Waititi is adapting it, doing something different with the character, also giving Chris Hemsworth. I mean, a big part of Thor's arc was realizing that this character, Thor, the king of Asgard, that he thought he was supposed to be, wasn't really who he is inside. Yeah. And that's been a big part of his journey. You know, his his duty of like, I have to, you know, be the king of that. He, he gave that up. He gave, yeah, yeah. You know I think I mean? there's a great scene with his mom. Yeah. Where it's kind of the... It's almost a just, typical. Just be you. It's you a know? typical mom thing of just going. Just be happy. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like no one's got this expectation on you. You've put this expectation on yourself on behalf of us. Yes. Like I need to make you proud. I'm already proud. Like just yeah, exactly. Do you? So I think it makes so much yeah. sense. But then also the fact that like the the only thing that bothers me is like okay, so if um, Natalie Portman takes on the Thor mantle, like then she's Thor. Then what is Thor's name going to be? Because you can't, you know, he uh, hasn't got another name. Yeah, space pirates <laughs> you <know>? guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, there's yeah. Is her name now Thor, or is it like she's essentially Jane? Yeah, Jane, <laughs> but like Queen Jane, of Asgard, like goddess of thunder. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and then does she get the lightning? Yeah, power is, his, and is, his, his name, is his name associated with his title, or, or is it just his power. name? Yeah. yeah. So in the in the comics. The the entity Thor oh, yeah. is um, is something that can go from person to person. Oh, it's a spirit that inhabits the, bodies. Yeah, the, the god of thunder, yeah. um, kind of like. So I, I think in the comics Thor has um, an alter ego. Uh, it's just like a, a dude, and then he channels the like, big the Thor energy. Yeah, he channels the Thor and he transforms. Okay. Uh, he like you know claps his cane on the floor, then bam, he's so like, it's like He Man vibes. Exactly, okay. He Man vibes. So, uh, so, so that makes sense in the comics, but I guess for um, for this movie, I'd, I'd, we'll see what happens. I'm just really excited that Taika Waititi wants to explore these areas mm. of the Thor mythology because I think it's the most exciting. And like, I can't see another way of doing a fourth Thor. Like, we've kind of done everything we can do with that character up until now, you know. Although Thor four also has a weird, yeah. like, terrible <laughs> ring to it. Um, Interesting enough, you talk about like the rabble, rabble, rabble that happens with these sort of like decisions. This is one of the classic ones where the mainstream will go, rabble, 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 like a female <laughs> Thor. And like the people who read the comics, well, actually, like three <laughs> well, years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, ages ago. So yeah, so Doctor Strange 2 into the multiverse of madness. Yeah, which, look, I only read the headlines. It looks like it's actually going to be a horror movie or awesome. like horror theme. I'm, I'm keen for that. Yeah. I mean, like if 
any sort of um, title franchise can take on that horror theme mm. really well. I think it would yeah, be... Yeah, it's a kind of cosmic <laughs> horror. Yeah, yeah, it would be Doctor Strange because yeah. they really do play in that in that realm that of... dark god. You know, sort dark of, dimension yeah. and um, kind of protecting be- other people's realities. Because there was... I, I don't want to say it was their first horror. Well, it'd be first for Marvel, but like there was this one recently with those... I think it's like an X-Men sort of sh- offshoot where the kids are in some sort of asylum. Like, oh, yeah, the New Mutants. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not Marvel. Is that Sony Studios? That was... Okay, so that was Fox when oh, they, Fox, still, okay. they still had the X-Men, X-Men title yeah, yeah. and that was one of their most recent productions. Yeah. But I don't think the New Mutants is actually going to see the light of day, to be honest. Oh, really? Because so, um, it had full trailers and everything. They had full trailers. They're working on it for a long time. But by the time they're ready to launch, the merger was almost through and the oh, actors yeah. had already like grown up, like had oh, aged a bit. So like Macy looks like four years older now. Yeah. Then, uh, then when she started, you know, she was still it. a kid. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I don't think it's going to see the light of day. Okay. It's been shot. Um, I don't know if it's, it's been sitting there somewhere. Cut, it's sitting there somewhere. I hate to. Because the other one, it's not that these sort of movies can't have a dark turn. Because you look at, is it Burn Bright? Yeah. The one with like dark Superman essentially. Yes, like, yes, yes. Like it's an interesting concept because we did you watch like, it? I haven't yet, but it's one of those concepts of going. Um, you know, we've got these super powerful people and we're always like, yeah, they'll be good guys or bad guys. But what if there's like this weird yeah. space where like they just become these sort of like overpowering yeah, gods I mean, type characters? I was excited for the New Mutants because it looked like they were bringing this kind of like horror spin mm. to, um, I guess, becoming of age. Yeah. And your your body changing in like mysterious and unknown ways. And for the for the most part, like that's really what like X-Men's about. Mm. But at this stage of the game with it kind of reverting over back to Marvel... Like they want to establish their own storylines, their yeah, own characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to see the light of day. Okay. Like it'll just be, it'll, it'll just be like diluting yeah. brands, really. Yeah, and if it comes out, it'll be like seen as non-canonical, sort of like exactly. Just a, it's out there because it was produced because, it was, because, yeah. because it was made like Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that, that's strange too. Um, Black Widow, uh, yeah. the film after will take place after Civil War and have like a sort of a Jason Bourne esque feel to it. So like this espionage, like uh, action spy movie, which yeah, yeah. I'm totally down for. Uh, we got Falcon Winter Soldier on Disney, coming to Disney Plus. Um, some other Disney Plus stuff would be um, there's a Hawkeye spin-off yeah, series so, as well. And the Loki. Uh, there's Loki. There's One Division. So no, we can't just uh, gloss over Loki. <laughs> Jump I'm sorry, you glossed over it. <laughs> that was one of the big like huh? when, when I saw because I, I, to be fair, I haven't watched the panels and watched it. I just like. Followed all the headlines. That Loki, like, what, title shocked, whatever? Like, yeah. when you see the name, it looks like a four-year-old did it on MS Paint. Yeah, like, it looks pretty weird. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it's like, Mom, look at this. I cut up your U magazine and I made this Loki poster. And like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, we haven't got anything better. So, like, just let's run it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird. It doesn't really bother me that much because I only saw it once. And yeah. I think, like... I. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't care you about put it. Like, you put it on the Dark Phoenix pile. Like. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think like Loki's going to follow, um, I guess, the events of Loki during Endgame when he checks out yeah, he with, gets the, it. with the Space Stone. Um, they have said that there will be a, kind of Loki... They've said that the synopsis will be like Loki sort of jumping through particular periods of... Um, human history with hilarious consequences <laughs> yeah, exactly and just doing some mal shit i don't oh. know like maybe pretending he's hitler for a bit but but and it's like, so funny that like we're going back to it was like the late 80s early 90s where like spin-offs were a thing yeah so you'd like have a show i mean hell like some of them are super popular frazier from uh cheers mm. that character was like a dude at Cheers, he was a psychologist, whatever, and then you like just, his own show. then you just yeah. create this Frasier show where he's like this he's a psychotherapist on the air. But like that became this thing in the nineties. We just go, yeah. Well, that character's really popular. We should give him his own show. And so but a lot a lot of the time was they were super campy because they didn't really have to play by the same rules. Yeah. Um and they try to do it more recently in that with like Joey from Friends getting his own spin-off show. But it felt like people were over so I want to almost call it the inauthenticity of spin-offs. It's kind of like, well, if he's not good enough to be in the main show, or the main show is done, why would we continue on this kind of story arc? And so I worry there's going to turn into that sort of thing where you go, let's jump around space having wacky adventures, but meanwhile people are going, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, but here's something that people might dig. Um, you know, I, I'm like big into this shit. So, yeah. um, so the Loki show is going to be uh, the lead writer and producer is... 
uh, Michael Walden. He's the one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Okay. So it's going to... Sold. Sold, exactly, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. There we go. Done. <laughs> you even told me, um, like, the guys from Rick and Morty have watched Loki and they think it's okay. Oh, well, then it's like, <laughs> that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, another one that I'm kind of... So I'm really excited for that um, just because... Like Tom Hiddleston does a great job as Loki. I think they're yeah. going to bring a lot of comedy into it and this kind of like um, space uh, opera type like saga of yeah, this yeah. dude just going around causing fucking havoc uh, is awesome with the Rick and Morty writers. It will, will be great. Is so, the writers or the producers? Uh, the writers are Dan and, and Justin. No, it's the it's, uh, it's Rick and Morty veteran. Okay. And I don't know what that means exactly if he was one of the writers. I have to like look it up. Someone maybe I can, watched the first maybe episode. Maybe can tell me. I consider myself a veteran. <laughs> Sick. Uh, yeah, Michael Walden. <clears throat> um, Vision. I'm also very excited yeah. for. So, uh, Kevin Foggy said about Vision that it's going to be weird. It's the strangest, weirdest shit they've ever done. Um, and I've... Even after Legion? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was but, pretty fucking weird. Yeah, yeah no, Legion was weird. <clears throat> but I think that... Uh, so, I don't know if you remember in... Was it... Um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, like, strange scene with, like... Uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen like in the kitchen and wonders uh, sorry and Vision's like busy cooking and like he's like uh, just a smidge of paprika <laughs> and he's like a smidge he's trying to work out like yeah. <laughs> what the measurement yeah, is for so, smidges, yeah. so I think it's going to have that kind of like weird domestic vibe of like a super powerful witch being and like an android humanoid now, see, that's for me is getting to that cringy space of spin-offs where you go like what if they're the original odd couple he's a uh, but that's exactly what they are that's he's what makes a, him he's a spirit fun. dude from another dimension she's a cosmic witch we yeah. put them together how are they going to pay the rent who oh, knows exactly tune <laughs> in next week where they get a puppy <laughs> from another dimension like it's I think like, that's oh, exactly oh, what it's going to be like that's actually. so cringy though like, um, with the with obviously because they're highly capable they're both Avengers right yeah. so like some shit's going to happen that threatens like their uh, domestic Nose, worldview. Nosy neighbors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a feeling that our, that that guy next door is not a fucking human, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah he's oh, weird, bro. Oh, the cringe. I'm like, I, I'm saying it. I saw him like change his oil. <laughs> like, what the shit? But so that's kind of, um, it's been adapted from, I guess, the the One Division comic, which, what do they call it again? It's like the Visions or something. Oh, yeah. They have like kids and it's really okay. weird. Um, you sometimes I'm, feel... Like right at the top, the guys who are like the marketing directors, like they're not the creators. They go, yeah, okay, so we need another show. Um, I was a huge fan of the Joey spinoff. You know, yeah. we're like, you guys need another career. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, we don't really use Wonder and Vision much. So like, let's go and um, I don't know. They're gonna be failing actors trying to make it in the hard world of com- like commercials. You know, and so like yeah. every week they're trying out new commercial costing. Do it. Uh, do we have to? Yes, you have to. Oh, okay, cool. And then these guys have to sit in a right, basically go on Reddit going, help, I have a school project. I need to think Dude, of... Dude, the names just escaped me now, but what, what was the name of that uh, uh, sort of American sitcom, um, Will and Grace? Yeah. I think it's going to be like that type of vibe. I really hope it will be. Oh, no. Like oh. one of these kind of like d- odd domestic sitcom, like, but but with a bit of like a As Marvel paprika sprinkled on top. <laughs> the one saviour. Saving Grace out of all those shows is they must have a snappy 90s type uh, intro music that explains the show like yeah. the nanny did. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, then, and then you have the characters caught off guard by the yeah, camera like, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't, didn't see you come in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a bit of a smile, you know. Uh, so uh, I think that's going to be, I, I'm really hyped for that. I can see that you're feeling fucking weird about yeah. it, which is cool. Like, because that's what Kevin Feige said is going to be weird. Okay. Like being for like a, a weird vibe. Um, I hope that they adapt some of the... Um, the House of M storyline. Okay. Um, some sh- House of M storyline is a big Wonder Maximoff uh, Scarlet Witch storyline where she basically, uh, some shit happens, her kids get killed. Mm. She has like children with vision somehow. And um, she kind of like, she, she she changes the fabric of the world where she's like no more mutants and like the mutants just disappear. Oh yeah. And she goes into a bit of like a psychosis where she, Oh, then she goes psychotic. Yeah, she goes psycho after that and kind of like her children never existed. They were like, um, uh, they were illusions that she created Mm -hmm. because obviously Vision can't have kids. So like it was all in her head the whole time. It's like it's her own trauma. And then her kids like disappeared 
and yeah, it's weird. So I don't know. Maybe she, maybe that'll happen. Maybe she has a baby, and it's not even real. It's just uh, it's her own projection of using her own magic. <clears throat> okay. So that could be cool. Or um, because she's is she sisters or relatives with the other Olsons that they do a whole Full House yes, spinoff yes. with One Day Vision. One Day Vision Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got a what did I say? So we got a Hawkeye uh, one yeah. as well. What if their first animated series? There've been a lot of animated series before uh, for Marvel, Marvel, but not by Marvel yeah. under their sort of uh, MCU umbrella. Um, sort of called What If, which was going to kind of explore these What If storylines. You know, like what if Agent Basically, Carter became Captain America? Reddit fan fiction threads turned but, into animated shorts not even i mean like the the what if series was a popular comic oh, as yeah. well and um, a lot of writers no, i just mean the some... concept where people go yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh totally. what if captain yeah. america was hulk you know yeah, like, like what if superman was evil you know yeah. that kind of shit um what if the radioactive spider bit gwen stacy now you have the spider gwen comics you know in yeah. a different universe so these are things that have been going on in the comics for a long time and i think the russo's actually adapted a few of those what if comics for endgame yeah with the what if um hulk was smart yeah you know what if bruce banner and hulk managed to find a middle ground and what if thor got fat yeah. and was depressed yeah you know so they they're bringing these into to the show so it just it makes a lot of sense to me so they got jeffrey wright cast as the watcher Who's going to be sort of like the narrator of this okay. uh, of this anthology uh, animated series, which I'm quite pumped for. I like animation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I guess the animation b- is tight. It's tight, man. So, and one of the biggest for me, at least, um, announcements was Mahershala Ali as Blade. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. They're finally bringing Blade back. M- most people don't know this, or at least some of them do. They just keep quiet about it, but. Uh, you know, everyone says that Iron Man 1 was the first MCU film. Fucking Blade 1. Yeah, dude. man. Blade 1, dude. The Daywalker, dog. Like, that was that was the shit, bro. But you said uh, Wesley Snipes actually congratulated him via a tweet. Yeah, I congratulated him for a tweet. I'm not going to read it now. I didn't like a weird voice earlier, which is, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it might be offensive to success. It was some, pretty good. I some people. It. He's yeah. like, um, it's all the Daywalkers, it's all the Daywalkers <laughs> losing their minds right now. <laughs> Chillax. Although this comes as a surprise, it's all good. Such is the business of entertainment. Much peace to the MCU crew, always a fan. Honor and respect to the Grand Master Stan. Congratulations and salam to Mahershala Ali. So he seems quite cool about it. I mean, you know, we were sort of robbed of a whole generation of Wesley Snipes as uh, as Blade because he decided to get caught for tax evasion. Yeah. Go to prison for like seven years. I love years. that you don't phrase it as he decided to evade his taxes but he decided to get caught <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude like once he took the marvel money and ran yeah. dog so yeah so we got that um and obviously obviously um someone else's uh kind of electro dance music uh career will be blown up yeah, by the yeah. next <laughs> like what nightclub scene that blade will have 100 percent um cool so then a couple of other sort of uh, i guess we'd say like lesser announcements um warner brothers are kind of <laughs> you go, less as in not marvel <laughs> <laughs> less as in not marvel announcements um warner brothers is flirting with uh making a new matrix film because of course because money. you know you know someone at the round table is like okay keanu reeves is really hot right now um what you know he's the matrix let's do more matrix yeah you know, but he doesn't um, want to do more Matrix. Okay, cool. But let's no. still do more Matrix without him. For, to me, I think we. I already have my my next Matrix trilogy, which is like the John Wick trilogy. Mm. They even bring in some of the same lines. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's the same character, just older it's, and like in real life. That's great. So um, I think as well, you've got this idea that they're going, people really hated the end of Matrix 3. So let's like not do any more Matrix. Oh, wait, Game of Thrones season 8 came out. Okay, now everyone's totally forgotten. We can totally go back. Yeah, so the Rakowskis won't be involved in this project at all. No more Lana and Lily Wachowski. Um, Keanu is not involved. But they do have uh, writer Zach Penn uh, on the job that they've hired to uh, put together a script. Um, I don't know if people recognize this. Some of his work you would have seen would be maybe Ready Player One. Okay. Um, X-Men The Last Stand, um, which I guess is kind of divisive. I liked it. Yeah, but it's, like, it's credentials regardless. Yeah, yeah, I was also, knows how yeah. to write movies. Yeah, he does. Uh, we got like a Star Trek. Uh, I do people. like that the way you phrased all the people who aren't involved sounds like the first three questions that come up at the panel. Yeah. There's a new Matrix movie. Are the Wachowski involved? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Remembering that I've already told you that Wachowski and Keanu are not involved. 
all the hands go down. The thing is, I think the universe and that world is big enough uh, with so many stories yeah. to tell, and it's been explored so much online in Reddit threads and comic uh, books. I mean, fan animatrix, comic yeah. books uh, that there's so much to draw from. Yeah, and I know that like Warner Bros. I mean, like they they they've had this universe on the back burner for a while now. Yeah. you know, um, so they it's about yeah, time. If, if anything, it it's like they've almost got the the it thing going for it. You know, mm. with the Stephen King movies, yeah. so it's like what the 27 years have passed and mm-hmm. it's now you know they always talk about the matrix the new generation or the new yeah. entity or whatever the uh the the one it's almost time for that next generation and you know have the machines decided that the truce is no longer in their best interests like there's lots of ways to explore it like. no i mean it's weird the way it ended it, it ended with a truce between uh between machines but and not man, peace. right on, a truce is not peace like on on um, that that uh, neo negotiated basically saying yeah. I'll kill Smith, but then you got to like release people who want to be released. Basically, yeah. have the Matrix be something you option into. Yeah. So will that be something that they bring into the into yeah. the new series, or will they just retcon that shit and like take it back to a time before that even happened? Yeah, or do the you classic know? ten thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, we got a new look at uh, Star Trek Picard, starring yeah. Patrick Stewart. He's reprising his role as Captain Picard. Um, basically grandpa in space grandpa in space uh, another grandpa in space <laughs> top gun maverick yeah um you got a new uh look at uh netflix watchman you got a new look at his dark materials which is kind of the serialized version of golden compass mm-hmm. which had a lot of promise years ago then it just was kind of like forgotten about uh so yeah glad to see that getting uh getting some uh, exposure now um game of thrones panel was really weird yeah, uh, you the, were saying that like it, it felt it was like weird. they were all under some sort of NDA about like what they're allowed to say. So the questions yeah. all ended up being things Dare like... Dare I say bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> but then you said like the panel, the questions ended up being things like, so um, what's your favorite color? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like blue, but uh, also rather fond of purple. Well, I suppose know- <laughs> it's just a shade of blue. It's like they couldn't even be categorical yeah. in the answer of what their favorite color was. Yeah, I like skipped through certain parts. There weren't very many like tough questions also didn't actually. And D&D also just bail. Yeah, so the biggest news out there was that um, Dave Benioff and, and D.B. Weiss just bailed on it the day before. <clears throat> they like just announced, sorry, we're not, due to a scheduling conflict, we won't be able yeah. to attend Comic-Con. Dude, Comic-Con's like a whole week. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah move it to a different day. Like, like, just, you know, fuck. Anyway, so yeah, they went there. So it was a bit weird. I mean, like the, the, the crowd have a lot of love for the for the cast, mm. but there was a bit of booze like coming through here and there for certain things, you know, when they were asked like, you know, how do you think it ended? And like, some Badly. Hecklers, some hecklers out there, <laughs> you know. Uh, so um, Did they answer any of those questions? Like in terms of like the ending? Or were yeah, they also was, kind of like, oh, I, th- I, I like think they're also, think they also contractually in obligated to kind of just say oh it was great we loved it you yeah. know talk um, about your experience like, the holocaust enjoyed, never happened yeah. like, we enjoyed <laughs> being on it we can't say yeah. like the interpretation of the ending was good or bad like yeah so and and it looks like there might be talk of like an aria spin-off spin-off yeah, series. i heard about this um, adventures there, in westeros there was there was one question that i thought was quite interesting where they said oh cool so what do you think aria is doing right now she's like i don't know having a good time you know what's west of restaurants and then uh, someone was like well the the panelist asked well, you know what? You could have just probably asked your brother that if he didn't tell you. And then Macy Williams, she was like, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite memes that came out of season eight. Like, what's Wester Restaurants? You know, no one knows. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a brand going like, well, fuck. Well, just ask, yeah. <laughs> Which means that Macy was keeping up to date with all the memes. So she saw oh, all, yeah, the dark, she, all the dark shit. I saw a thread uh, on her Twitter, which was just like, all right, it's over. Share your memes. Uh, <laughs> and she was like posting the best stuff. Like, uh, I wonder if she kind of like kept it, uh, kept herself separate from the memes while I was on air. Because yeah, like, they got, they're pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, they got they pretty were, rough, especially after like her sex scene. and like. Yeah. Um, another character that pulled out of the panel at uh, the Game of Thrones panel at Comic-Con was their uh, Starbucks cup. Didn't make an appearance. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Well. No, yeah. So, but apparently it's getting its own spinoff series. So, okay, cool. Yeah. With wacky um, consequences. Yeah, totally. Um, so we got some announcements also from the Walking Dead universe. I don't know. Whenever I say like those... Uh, those four words together, like I feel like I'm like like talking to myself because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't like only know one other person who's into the Walking Dead. Dead. Oh, I've got a couple like, of friends who watch it. I don't know if you're okay, kind cool. of they exist. They. You know, yeah. they exist. That's it's good to know. Uh, I'm a big Walking Dead fan, big comic book fan. And the biggest news around that is that the comic books just ended last mm. month, 
it's going to be weird now going to August with no new issue of The Walking Dead for the first time in like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, it, it's pretty, pretty sad rough. shit. Yeah. And the cast were also blindsided by, by the way that Kerman ended the comics, kind of just out of the was. Yeah, it was. He he wanted it to be a surprise and he, he won. Surprise! I guess he it's like, surprise, it's <laughs> over, yay, bye. I guess his main motivation was like, he hates it when he knows that something is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, you know, an hour through a two hour movie, he wants you to feel as the viewer or the reader that you're losing track of time because it's that entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when That's it's what ha- I did kind of hate about the ending of um, Game of Thrones. I mean, multiple reasons. But the fact that you knew like there are three episodes left. There are two yeah. episodes left. It's not like like yeah. they could have just said, cool, that was the end. It's not being renewed. And you're like, oh, okay, hectic. Like, I guess it all came together terribly at the end. I also think that there was a lot of um, backlash against like the last sort of story arc that he did okay. where like it, it did kind of look like the quality in the writing like dropped slightly and I don't think he was willing to let the comic book go on, go on and um, underperform compared to mm. and like not hold up to the yeah, standard that the show. it created for itself yeah. you know of like this isn't the Walking Dead that I'm used to reading it's not as good as it used to yeah. be it's that way yeah. I feel I mean I'm one of the biggest Simpsons fans I know but mm. like I have not watched past season like 23, 24 because it's just, it's not as good. Yeah, and so I'm very not. stoked that they're still making money and like The Simpsons is entertaining new audiences, but it's not me anymore. Like for me, that show peaked between season six and season 13. Yep. And like just hasn't ever been the same since. So yeah, so they announced a new Walking Dead movie, which is oh, yeah. the the films with uh, which will be starring Andrew Lincoln. Um, if people don't know or don't even care, Andrew Lincoln <laughs> the left Grimes the show. show. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Lincoln left the show. He sort of like was killed off in inverted commas, but really he was like injured and carried away in a helicopter. Oh, yeah. A helicopter which pitched up in the first episode actually. Okay. Um, I, I started rewatching yeah, yeah, rewatching yeah, again. This, this helicopter pitches up here and there. Um, he As sees it clandestinely yeah exactly by. so it, it looks like there's this kind of like story thread that they've been uh, weaving through mm. and uh, so we'll catch up with Rick that looks like it's going to be released at 2020 uh, I think they're partnering with Universal as well on that so there's that um, then they have a, a third spin-off series which I think is wholly unnecessary <laughs> I'm not even that into like the second spin-off series uh, Fear the Walking Dead oh such a mixed bag for me it's starting hey. to sound to be fair that Hollywood's getting up its own ass to like an inception point of spinoffs yeah. see what we'll do is we'll have a spinoff of this show and then a spinoff of that show and then what we'll do is it, it basically circles back to you know that's the original show you've just spun back into like at some point I mean Fear the Walking Dead for seasons 1, 2 and 3 really was its own show and had its own unique cast yeah. it was like this family you got Madison the mom you got her kids and that's them keeping together mm. and she trying to keep them together but at some point you know the characters wanted to exit they got new showrunners on new writers they wanted to revamp mm. the cast now they're bringing characters over from the main show into this show and it's like this show sort of serves as a companion show in a way so, so that like the characters who are off screen and you know in the yeah. main show you can see what the fuck they're doing on the side and like it's such a mixed bag a lot of it makes no sense it's really just like morgan's kind of like kumbaya like therapy group that he's created to go around the land <laughs> and helping people and sometimes like while that stuff's good because it explores different themes and i sometimes feel like it doesn't need a full show mm. this is the kind of stuff that actually does well as a comic book or an a story that you send as a newsletter yeah. to like people who are fans of the show or like a short that you put on facebook or whatever like it's more like you said a companion to the main mm. show it gets you hyped to watch the show whenever it comes out every sunday night or whatever so the whole world is watching together, but in between the guys who are really jonesing yeah. for like extra content, go on Facebook, go on whatever, go on our website, there's extra stuff. So I think what MC's done here is like they've got this cash cow on their hands yeah. and they're like, this is our MCU, yeah. you know, and they want to push it in as many avenues as they can. So with this third series coming out now, um, I think what we'll be having is like an episode of Walking Dead in some form or another, like mm. every Sunday for like a whole year. Okay. You know, where it won't be like, we have Walking Dead for a couple months, yeah, and then it's season gone. break. And, yeah. You know, season break. So you have the different shows kind of kind of like cascading on one some another. sort of like show. Yeah. The synopsis for the third spinoff, I think, is kind of cool. It's focused on like a younger cast, which is supposed to be the new generation of the zombie apocalypse who didn't know the world before, who've uh, only grown yeah. up in this world. So it's a few years like further in the future yeah, yeah, yeah. where um, like it's full dystopia there's there's no more society they don't even remember society mm. this is kind of how they've, how they've always grown up how yeah. they've always grown up and this yeah. is the world that they've the only world that they've known and so it'll be interesting i guess i guess them discovering the you know who these people were that were before them yeah so something to look forward to 
Um, I have really like been uh, uninspired by what's happening on Fear the Walking Dead. I watched the first half of season four, which was sort of like a rebranding, and then I just fell off. I tried to pop back in in season five, still not grabbing me. I don't think yeah. I'll go back to it. Uh, but yeah, season 10 coming out next month. Keen for that. Cool. Oh, no. How far are we gone? Like talking just Comic-Con. <laughs> to, to be fair, we wanted to talk about a whole bunch about um, like our love of game controllers and that, but like we've done 40 minutes already. Flip. <laughs> so like, I, I don't want to waste the time talking about it. Maybe we save that for, for next yeah, time. Maybe we save it for next time. And I guess... Um, well, uh, the one bit of news I want to chat about that, you know, fucking South Africans <laughs> again was um, GTA opening their casino. I don't yeah. know if you heard about this. So, so GTA Online, which is just this monster that just is not stopping. It's just like continuously is on one of the top earning lists every single month. Um, and yet it's like a game that is, what, five years old? Was GTA 5? It's about yeah. five years old. Um, yeah, so they opened up their, their Diamond Casino where you can like gamble away your GTA dollars or whatever. But um, because certain countries such as South Africa don't have, uh, well, have gambling laws that prevent uh, online gambling, you basically walk into the casino and anything you try to interact with, you just get the message that goes, this is not available in your country. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You, uh, but what I love is that they don't not let you into the casino. Yeah. You, you can still go like, in and walk around. You can still go in, but you basically have this like bouncer next to you that's like, just following around, making sure you're having a good time, whatever. But the minute you try and touch <laughs> things, it's like slapping on, yeah. on the back of the No, no. <laughs> like, oh, but just once, oh, can't no. even play the arcade machine. What about that claw machine? It's like, no, that's gambling. That stuff's rigged as well. Like, it's like those under 18 parties where you go to the bar. It's like, so what'll it be? Coke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coke, Coke, like. Fanta? Yeah. But yeah. So I, I guess out of all of these... Um, comic-con staffy staffs yeah. i mean sorry it wasn't not much of a gaming podcast it was more like a pop culture nerdy. we're diversifying this is the spin-off episode yeah. we're actually going to break away into a spin-off show yeah. about tim and gareth's adventures in comic books now exactly exactly so anything here that kind of like uh, stands out to you things you're kind of like most excited about for me it's like i i worry about the pendulum shift from a few focused projects that to you know like where they, they stand unique and uh, kind of on their own two feet that we're getting to the pendulum shifting to like just proliferate, just like make as much stuff as possible. And there are good things that come out of that because it's like obviously, you know, from a creative point of view, the more you do, the more chances of you creating Shakespeare mm. or something entertaining. But like, um, whereas if you try and do like the kind of silver bullet approach of like we're going to make one movie and hope it is the best movie ever. If you make 100, mm. the chances of that are, are much better. I just worry about like, I mean, fuck, Netflix has already become that where you go, you've almost, the new kings of entertainment are the curators or the people who go like, like there are certain people I follow and they go, you have to watch this. And you go, cool. They immediately jumps to the top of your list in terms of like things to watch. There's not just so much stuff that like, and it's all of a reasonable quality. And a lot Mm. of the times the stuff that is promoted by the channel is because it's got their own agenda because it's got the highest budget or you know what I mean it's got the biggest names who star in it but often it's like these you know quote unquote B grade shows that are some of the best stuff it's just they don't have the budgets to support them from a marketing perspective and so I worry that like there's going to be a lot of stuff a lot of it's going to be garbage and we're going to miss some of the gems because it's not being promoted as much as some of the, like the big name titles yeah I mean for me <clears throat> I'm just I'm you know whatever Marvel does now like, it doesn't matter if it's shit because we've already got, like, the Infinity Saga. Yeah, that, that, that That's yeah, there. Yeah. That we can just go back to and be like, this is perfect. This is brilliant. This yeah. is great. I fucking love this. And um, this Disney Plus shit is garbage. I see what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's yeah. because they recognized for a long time that they had their intellectual property making money for someone else yeah. on Netflix, you know, and it was really trying to, like, bring that all back under their own umbrella with their own streaming service that I'm... To be you honest, mean like, like Jessica I'm, Jones and Luke Cage and that sort of stuff? Yeah, like yeah. Um, that, that I'm definitely going to like buy and get into yeah. because I'm kind of on board for like a lot of these shows and I really want to explore them. I like what they're doing, um, using their characters, their resources to bring that high budget like appeal to yeah. their, to their serialized, to a serialized uh, uh, kind of department of, of Marvel Entertainment. And it's I don't think they've done this before. Hey, they haven't done these kind of like... Um, 
high budget live action series before. It looks like it's going to be like kind of eight, 10 parters, hour long yeah, episodes, man. you know, that type of bingeable content yeah. that keep people in the platform and keep people rotating there. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly be interesting if Disney Plus is, you know, considered a real competitor to, oh, definitely. Um, to Netflix. Yeah. I think the worry will be that is the content varied enough? Um, you know what I mean? Like, so they've obviously got their IPs that they've announced. Netflix has just a whole bunch of like various IPs. I mean, they just went on a content kind of like, uh, kind of collection binge mm. over the last couple of years, which is why you can watch anything from stand-up comedy to documentaries mm. to whatever. And I don't know if Disney will have that or if it'll be more kind of fictional entertainment. We wait and see. I, I haven't heard details yeah. outside of their own IPs. Um, but yeah, it, it's exciting as a consumer. It's like more entertainment. Um, we wait for availability and pricing in South Africa. But, they already um, have the Disney Channel, don't they? On on DSTV, DSTV yeah, yeah. They do. So I mean, that's all their property. I imagine that yeah. will that will uh, make its way to the platform. You know, if um, you wonder then about like, will that then be pulled from DSTV as like another reason to make be. DSTV could more be. garbage than it is already? Like, yeah. But um, it's it's kind of the trend right now, right? Um, you have these um, uh, production companies. Uh, kind of consolidating all their, uh, I guess, their catalog of work under an umbrella. You got like yeah. HBO Go, yeah. like AMC Direct. You have like um, at the end of the day, people follow content, not networks. Yeah, like gone are the days where you went to like you would get a channel. Everyone like, wants that subscription service, man. Yeah, but that's, that's why like gone are the days we get even a channel like Mnet for example yeah and you go I will watch whatever Mnet is putting on you're like I'll watch like shows yes. and so I will go to wherever those shows are you know yeah. or pirate them if they're not available I mean the only thing that probably kept Showmax alive for as long as it did was having Game of Thrones mm-hmm. I'd love to see what their numbers are like now that Game of Thrones is gone like because that was pretty much all the eggs Look, it's changed the way that we watch TV. It's yeah. changed the way that stories are told. Yeah. Like these... Oh, yeah, being able to watch all 13 episodes in one go. Exactly. Like, like gone are the days of uh, a show that goes on for like 22 episodes um, of like, let's say, 30 minutes to 40 minutes each. And each episode can kind of stand as its own little story. Yeah. You know, um, it's now kind of all in favor of serialization yeah. because... Even the a, animated comedic stuff is all like going away, going away from the... Uh, purely episodic there's like yeah you know, they're epi- episodes but they will have some sort of contribution to the overarching yeah. nar- narrative yeah. and i think that's where um like south park also tried that out for a bit and yeah the, the, to varying degrees of success um but yeah i don't know i find it like super exciting yeah, that yeah. we're living in a time where like this stuff is happening which is so yeah. cool i just i my other concern is that with a whole bunch of these sort of like big entities going these are the brands. The, we own them. We're producing. We're putting them into. We're putting superheroes into your comedies, into your horrors, into your whatever. That you go. Where's the new ideas coming from? Mm. And like, yeah, this is a very kind of hippie, wavy, gravy sort of like. Oh, I'm worried about the little people thing. But like, mm. Tim, you've just written a superhero, you know, show. How do you get it produced? Or and then once it's produced, because Netflix will greenlight anything. How do you get it watched? Because there's just so much other yeah. big name content out there. Yeah, I wonder at what point people will start like suffering from superhero fatigue. Yeah, you know, it's been it's, it's a lot. It's it's happening all the time. You got like two to three Marvel movies a year. Um, oh, more than jeez. Sometimes yeah. it's like one a quarter or so. Like, yeah. yeah, and um, they they don't seem to be slowing down on that front. One thing that did come out of Comic Con. Um, as for the Marvel panel, uh, Kevin Foggy did say, um, I have nothing to announce about um, about Fantastic Four or the X-Men right now. Mm. So he kind of like put that disclaimer out there. So there's currently nothing on the table, but I know it's a space that he's got ideas for. They've been yeah. working for a long time. And I, I do think that it, bringing the um, Fantastic Four into the fold, that can be like the focus of their new sort of super family yeah, yeah. in the way that the Avengers were. Where, yeah. uh, you know, you got your super family that can uh, develop and change over, you know, a course of several movies or whatever that really connects to their overarching um, like intergalactic yeah. uh, story. They've, they've kind of like moved the story away from Earth yes, into yeah, space yeah. now. This is boring the, now. Yeah, with, with the Guardians, with um, Eternals. even Eternals, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were exploring that for a long time. One of the most underrated <laughs> shows Agents uh, of Shield, the fucking fantastic dude. Oh, yeah. Like they, so they're in season six now. I think the last episode is this weekend, oh, yeah. and then season seven is their final season. I watched the panel with them, 
uh, and Kevin Smith was hosting it, and they um, shame they were they, they were literally uh, filming their their finale episode the following week, which would be this week. Oh, yeah, um, they're filming the finale of the <clears throat> entire series. Great. So if anyone takes anything away from this, look like the first two seasons were like 2013, 14. So it's a bit dated now. Yeah. Um, it's still like up to 22 episodes. They had that uh, that episodic serialization mm-hmm. going on, but definitely like it just gets better season by season they do interesting things with their characters where like if a character dies they manage to bring that actor back in a different way okay. so he'll be playing someone else but like it's totally believable oh, yeah. like as the same you know what i mean yeah. so they can kind of recycle their cast okay. and uh just they're always trying new things and kind of they're always keeping the the viewers on their toes taking risks um, the the show always felt fresh to me. It never felt like they were treading the same ground. Okay. And and they really kind of pushed it into playing with timelines and fucking time yeah. I'm just watching it to see how it plays out because the way way you uh, saying it now, the only way I can compare it to <coughs> is like when you watch an improv show and mm-hmm. uh, their characters died, but we can't get rid of the actor. So you're a lamp now. Okay, yeah. I'm a lamp. Well, <laughs> I guess one example would be like one of the characters that was I guess a good guy for a long time. Turns out he was with hydrus and now he's a bad guy okay. and that changes his character completely yeah. and then he dies and then i guess uh this big bad entity possesses his body and now he is the big bad entity so the same uh, okay. actor played three, three different, different roles, roles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you know in a believable way but no lamps but no lamps okay yeah. okay because i mean that really is if you can't so, play a lamp then how? So that's just an example of kind of the how you're really stretching yourself about as an things. actor so, but yeah, thanks, guys. I mean, it's um, there we go. Fifty minutes. We didn't <laughs> yeah. mention a single thing about games except for like a bit of GTA a bit gambling of nonsense. Oh, some Witcher. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, thanks for listening to this spin-off uh, from our regular content, talking about um, a little bit of comic books and movies type things. Uh, we'll be back next week where. I certainly want to talk about game controllers, like and yeah. where they're going and and some of the ridiculousness that we've seen, uh, and obviously to. Uh, dig deep into our history yeah of, of stay the... tuned for the launch of gaming guru plus oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah where we give you a subscription service 23 minute podcast today <laughs> yeah let's can... just do that 23 minute podcast yeah the first 10 seconds is the intro and outro every single time <laughs> cool thanks a lot as always if you have any questions or things you'd like to share with us uh twitter is probably your best bet um, at the Gareth Woods and Tim is at Tim and a Fish which he promises next week to tell us what that's all about I will I will do cool see you guys bye the gaming guru podcast easy the best gaming podcast in the world Ooh, baby.